What's up, guys? Hopefully everybody's doing well. Hopefully you guys are off to a good start to your season. And uh, for our American coaches out there, hopefully you guys are having a great Thanksgiving season as well. Um, I just got an interesting email from one of our coaches. And um, basically he said, you know, love all your material. It's all great. But what would really be helpful for me is if you could help me figure out a way to get more consistency out of my players, to help us play a full game, to help us play well game in, game out, and not have these ups and downs. And uh, just to clarify, I wrote back and I said, what age group are we talking about here? Because I couldn't remember. And uh, so these are peewees, okay? So we're diving into a, <laughs> a brief look at the psychology of a peewee hockey player. And um, it's a mystery, right? Like it's, if we could bottle this up and say, here's how you do it and here's how it will work every single time, then uh, whoever figured that out would be a millionaire because that is like that's one of the biggest questions of coaching youth athletics is how can I get my players to become more consistent and uh, you know to, to play well game in game out and for an entire game and uh, you know what we're going through I'm, I, I go through these exact same things um, I'm in an interesting situation where you know I've got a lot of kids so I've got four four boys four different age groups and so I have been working with you know um, multiple age groups for multiple seasons. So this year I've got U12, U10, uh, and a U8 team. And then, uh, the, my youngest is just starting U6. So, um, he's got a different coach for this year, but next year, um, I'll probably have him as well. So anyways, um, the reason I state that is because it makes it so that I get like a real time look into the psychology of each of these age groups and I can compare, you know, what are we looking like? What, what are we looking like at the U10s and what are we looking like at the U12s and what are the U8s capable of doing in every single year at any given point of the season? I've got what I feel like a pretty accurate readout on like, what are we doing and what are these kids capable of doing at different age groups? And the cool thing is, is because of the, the age groups that my kids are staggered in, um, I get to work through these age groups and kind of stay with the same groups of players, um, overlapping from season to season. So let's get to kind of the nuts and bolts of this. How do we do this? In my opinion, the very first thing is it's, um, it's an indoctrination process. Okay, so you as a coach are going to constantly be reinforcing what it means to be a member of your team, right? For us, we're the dogs. What does it mean to be a dog? What does it mean to play dogs hockey? What does it mean to be, you know, part of this group, part of this organization? What's our brand? And, um, you know, some of the things that, uh, that I like to promote is, you know, discipline, hardworking. Um, we also talk about what is fun. Like I'm all for having fun, but we want to make sure that those kids are having fun in development, having fun in hard work, having fun in overcoming adversity. So, uh, you know, it's not just go out there and dink around, you know, trip each other in line and goof off. And, you know, that, that can be fun in its own right. But what we want to do is indoctrinate these players. And what does it look like to have fun as a member of our team. And for us, that fun is fun and hard work, fun and development, fun and leadership, fun in, um, you know, overcoming, fun in winning, um, all those things. These are the things that are worthwhile fun, you know, um, fun that's directional, not just go out there and goof off. And well, as long as the kids are having fun, then it's worth it. 
it's not worth it, at least not to me, when you're spending as much time as you do at the rink, paying as much money as you do to have your kids in hockey. Um, you want it to be worth something, not just a good time. So the good time comes with it, but the good time comes with, you know, feeling yourself getting better. So that's one thing that I, I really push and it's repetitive over and over and over. We're always pointing that out. And so it's not just like, hey, I'm going to state my idea of fun here, but you state it and then you reinforce it as the season goes on. So you sit there and you go, hey, wasn't that fun? Wasn't that more fun when we played well and played as a team and executed our positions and the other team couldn't do anything to get the puck out of their zone other than ice it? Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun to score eight goals on the other team rather than getting eight goals scored on you? And so we kind of just keep reinforcing that. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun when, you know, with the older ages? Wasn't that fun when you, when you knocked that kid over? Wasn't that fun when you cleared the front of the net and made it so nobody wanted to stand in front of your net? You know, all these little things. Wasn't it fun when you, when you executed? Wasn't it fun when you did the, so that's, that's, one of the indoctrinational principles that, that I do promote heavily and always like it's repetitive. It's a broken record player. It's every single time, you know, wasn't that fun. And then, uh, another thing I always try to teach my players and, and this is part of the reason why I mentioned the different age groups, because you can see like my U8s and U10s, like, like they're hearing this, but they haven't experienced it as much. And so they're in the process of buying in to this system or to this mindset Whereas my U12s, they've already been hearing me, you know, yapping about this for, you know, some of them up to four years or five years. And so they're already on board. They're already bought in because we've, you know, we're able to stay the core group of us together year after year after year. And so the U12s are like picking it up, just boom, boom, boom. And they're already, you know, the new guys come in and they're, they've stepped right in line because the majority of the team's already on that mindset. Another thing we always talk about is like, hey, dogs hockey is consistent hockey. I don't care if you're up by a goal. I don't care if you're down by a goal. I don't care if you're up by five goals or down by five goals. We play our brand of hockey no matter what the circumstances are around us. Okay. I don't care if it's early in the game. I don't care if it's late in the game. We play consistent hockey. You're going to see the dogs working hard. You're going to see the dogs playing their position. You're going to see the dogs crashing the net. You're going to see the dogs, you know, out skating the others. Like that's, these are the types of things that I try to promote um, as a mindset with my players. And so I don't care if you're up by five goals, you don't take the foot off the gas. I don't care if you're down by five goals, you don't give up, you don't quit. Right. And I don't care, you know, I don't care if it's a, a one goal game and you've hit three posts, you don't change what your offensive attack looks like. It's working. You just got to stay the course. And so if the kids have that belief in that, they know that as long as they stay the course, they will outlast the other team and ultimately come off as, as uh, victorious, then they will buy into that, you know, consistency approach. Um, we're looking at this with my 10 year olds right now. And, uh, this, you know, the way that some of the circumstances worked out, we actually, um, a lot of that, a lot of that team for me this year is new. And so there are a lot of kids on there that haven't been indoctrinated. So we're in that indoctrination process with my U10s, whereas the U12s, most of them are returners that have played for me in the past. So it's a, it's a little bit different landscape for, you know, so what we're looking at with the U10s is like, we'll play brilliant hockey for five minutes and then go to sleep for five minutes. And then once the other team catches back up, we decide we better wake up again. And then we play some more brilliant hockey for another five minutes. In fact, um, going into the third period of the last game that we played, I told the guys, I said, Hey, you guys have played some really good hockey. If you keep playing 
really good hockey. There's no reason you won't score three or four more goals this period. But if you decide to go to sleep, they will score three or four more goals against you. Okay. And so I think we were up, uh, if I remember right, I think it was four to three. We were up by a goal going into the third. And um, so my players come out flying on the first five minutes of the third period and score three quick goals, just boom, boom, boom. And uh, so then it was at that point, it was seven to three. And what did they do? They went to sleep. And so then the other team comes back and scores three more goals in the next five minutes of the period and makes it a close game. We ended up winning, but what did I do after the game? You know, I reinforced my position as a, what I call a profit coach, right? Exactly what I predicted came true. So I told the guys, I said, Hey, did you guys notice when you were really focused and when you were playing hard and playing your position, what happened? And I said, well, we scored three quick goals. And I said, yeah, what did I tell you at the period break? about how many more goals you can expect to score if you play well. I said, you said we could score three or four more goals this period. I said, yeah, and you did when you played well. And then remember what the second half of that that I said? It was, you know, and I asked them to repeat it back to me. They said, yeah, you said if, if we went to sleep that we could expect them to score three or four more goals on us. I said, yeah, what happened in the second half of that period? Oh, we went to sleep. And what did the other team do? They did. They scored three or four. They, th- they scored three, three more goals on us. And so I said, guys, did, like, I can't get out there and do it for you. You got to decide that you're going to play a full game. So as good as you played during your hot stints, how can you make sure that that happens for the entire game? You know, you kind of leave it on them. It's like, go home, look in the mirror, you know, figure this out. How can I make sure I put a full game together? And so it kind of becomes, you know, instead of the coach just barking at the players, it becomes a question of, um, you know, letting them figure out their own mindset. And uh, so that's what we're working on. And that's, that's kind of some of the things that we've done. Another thing that I think is really, uh, really important is to establish your pregame routine. And that needs to be established. Um, not only among the players, but among the coaches and the parents need to understand the expectation there as well. And so every coach is going to do this differently. Some coaches like to get the kids there, you know, an hour early and do an off ice warm up together. Um, if that's what you like, great. Um, if you prefer a different way, that's fine too. Um, but make sure that everybody's on the same page there. And then every single game, you want that pregame routine to look the same. So what I like to do is, um, you know, I, I tell my players, I don't care what time you get to the rink. Um, I'm a bigger believer in on ice warm up than off ice warm up. That's just me. And I've got reasons for that, that go beyond the scope of this soundbite. Um, but I say to the kids, get to the rink, whatever time you want, but you must be fully dressed 15 minutes before we hit the ice. Okay. And at that point, that's coach's time. And so when we're, you know, we get in the locker room, I come in, I shake each kid's hand you know, that, that physical contact, hand to hand shake, make them look me in the eye. I look them in the eye and I ask them something about their day. You know, you, you ready to go? How's life treating you? How's school going? You know, and I get that little connection, uh, with every single player. And I feel like when they, when I get that connection with every single player, now they're all connected to each other through me, just through that small, quick interaction before we start. Then we briefly go into the game plan. You know, here's who we're playing. Here's what happened last time we played them. What's our goals for today? And then usually I'll make three objectives that we're going to really focus on for that game. If you get any more than three, it's like it's too big of a laundry list and the kids lose focus, especially the younger age groups. But one of the things I might say is, you know, we want to we want to 
make sure that our D zone coverage is stellar. You know, we want to really focus on D zone coverage, D zone coverage, D zone faceoffs, and uh, back check, right? Whatever, whatever your focus items are for that day uh, against the team that you're playing. And then once we get back in the locker room, we ask them that question. Hey guys, how was your D zone coverage? What did it look like? Did we do it pretty well? And then the kids know. And they're like, yeah, we did it pretty well. It's like, you did it pretty well, didn't you? Did you do it pretty well all the time or just some of the time? Uh, it was it was pretty good when we did it, but we really only did it for some of the time. It's like, okay, well, then that's going to be an objective for next time. As well as we did it, we want to do it for the entire game. Let's not go lazy on that, you know? How was the next thing? How was, you know, how was our back check? I was actually really good. Yeah, you know, we were, we, we back checked very well for the entire game. And that was, you know, I'll give a check mark. And so that's some of the stuff. So get the pregame routine established. Get the pregame warm up established. Okay. Set the expectation. Hold them accountable. Um, you know, build that indoctrination, that culture of, of, um, you know, what it means to have fun and that culture of consistency and that brand of hockey that your team is expected to play. And all these things, I know this is kind of getting, you know, a little bit long, but this is, this is kind of a big question. And these are the ways that I've had success doing it. Um, does that mean that my, you know, like I said at the beginning, if, if there was one way of doing this that worked every single time, whoever figured that out would be a millionaire. Um, but really I find that it varies from team to team. It varies from age group to age group. And it will vary depending on, um, you know, the personalities of the players as well as the personalities of the coaching staff, right? So there may be things that, um, you know, where, where with your personality, you're going to want to do something a little bit different. Um, or with, you know, some of the personalities that you're working with on the player's end that you're going to want to tweak something or do something different. But generally speaking, I think that's a pretty good starting point. Those are the things that I would start with. And then I would move forward from there and just see, um, you know, how things are progressing and just always, every time you're right as a coach, you point that out. (laughs) Like (laughs) every time that you predicted something and then it came true, you point that out so that they start believing that you know what you're talking about. I mean, it's not like believe it falsely. It's they need to have like a, um, their own witness of the truthfulness of what you say, right? So if you say, hey, this team's defensemen choke under pressure, so get in hard and pressure their defensemen um, on the forecheck, and then, you know, you get one line that really buys in and does it and makes the other team cough up a puck and score a goal, and you point that out. You say, hey, what did we say about their defensemen? Yeah, what happened on that goal? Exactly. You guys went in, you pressured hard, they coughed up the puck. We had a guy in front already ready. One timer shot, you know, move the puck out front, one timer shot, and it was in. Great job. Keep doing that, guys. If you other guys will buy into that as well, you're going to start seeing the same success that this line is seeing. You know, or yeah, any example, right? Um, you know, we told you that this goalie is pretty good, but he gives up lots of rebounds. So crash the net. Oh, how'd that goal go in? Yep, it was another rebound. Wow, look at that. Did you see what happened there? You know, Johnny shot it high. I told you the goalie's not going to give up much rebounds if you shoot high. And sure enough, he gloved it, right? But then Tommy shot low, and what do we have? Another rebound. Okay, guys, I'm telling you, you want to score some goals, do what I'm telling you to do. And then they start doing what you're telling them to do. They start scoring goals, and you reinforce that. Guys, keep doing it. Look, look, you've scored five goals. Now four out of them, four out of the five have been low shots that had rebounds. Keep crashing the net. Get hungry, you know? And so that's kind of how I do it. 
<laughs> so far for me, over enough time, it has worked, but it is a process of indoctrination. So hopefully that helps you guys. Hopefully you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving and, and thank you guys um, because this has just been an awesome time. I get to rub shoulders with so many cool coaches and, and have these um, coaching discussions. I think it's phenomenal. It's fun for me. Hopefully it's useful for you guys. And uh, we'll be back again soon for, uh, you know, for more of these sound bites. So thank you. Happy Thanksgiving uh, for the U.S. folks. And, um, you know, thank you guys all for everybody. And uh, we'll be back again soon. Take care.